Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. I am excited to be with you today and dive into another deep and rich conversation. Growing up, I had no idea how empathic I was, and I didn't realize how that was impacting me and how much of the world I was taking on and responding and reacting based on that empathic sensitivity. I believe that most of us, when we're born, we are empaths. Some of us hang on to that sensitivity and it becomes even stronger, and others of us shut it down a bit. Uh, in a way to shield ourselves and protect ourselves from some of the onslaught of energies and pain that we experience. But an empath is really simply a highly sensitive person, uh, a person that's a sensitive soul, that senses energies, that's perhaps telepathic, and born with a range of sensitivities that um, most individuals don't necessarily tap into or have numbed out of or have created distantly. Uh, There may be a range of empaths that are far beyond most of the other humans that are on the planet that connect to emotional energies and vibrations in a way that affect them very, very deeply. Today we're going to be talking about empaths, empathic sensitivity, and most importantly, empath activation. There is a way for you to become highly vibrationally activated through a beautiful new oracle deck that's designed to help you remember your true nature as a being of light and access your cosmic mission, raising your vibratory frequency. I think more and more individuals are waking up to the fact that they are more than flesh and bone, that we are energy and vibration. And when we become aware and conscious of that, then we can take the conscious steps to utilize the tools that empower that part of ourselves and help us rise into a higher expression of who we are. My guest today is Reverend Stephanie Redfeather, and she has been on the show before. You'll have to look up her archive. She's the founder and director of the Blue Star Temple, an ordained shamanic minister. Uh, She holds a bachelor's degree in applied mathematics and a master's and a doctorate in shamanic studies from Venus Rising University. When she was on 1111 Talk Radio before, we discussed her book, The Evolutionary Empath, which is a really beautiful book. If you haven't gotten it, you might want to go ahead and get that as well. We're talking about a 44-card deck and guidebook that she has released, and it is called Empath Activation Cards, uh, subtitled Discover Your Cosmic Purpose. And it is beautiful. The images are wonderful, lots of sacred geometry and beautiful spirals and crop circles and all kinds of things, colorful, but the messages are what are so profound. So I'm excited to deepen into some of the information that's in some of these cards and to be in conversation with Stephanie again. Welcome, Stephanie, to 1111 Talk Radio once again. Thank you, Simran. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, It's a beautiful deck. Congratulations, Thank you. Uh, it, it's it's um, quite powerful. I've been playing with it for quite a while to explore all the deep and profound messages. And that is one thing that I can say is you have some truly deep and profound messages throughout 
the book when an individual selects a card. I'd like to start off, um, I kind of gave my description of what I felt an empath was, but you are the one that wrote The Evolutionary Empath and you've created the card deck. So I would love for you to share your description or view um, of of what an empath is and, and how they are in the world, especially today with the things that are going on in our world today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, it, you know, the term has been around for decades in, you know, higher consciousness circles and spiritual groups and that sort of thing. But it, it's interesting when I sat down to write the evolutionary empath, my spirit guides only gave me one directive and that was, create a definition. <laughs> it's like, okay, great, no pressure. <laughs> and so I, I just gathered information from all the workshops that I had been doing. And um, what happened is all these qualities started to organize themselves into groups. And so uh, if I may, one of the things that I highlight in my book as part of the definition is the five distinct qualities of an empath. And so I'd like to share those. Please. Um, Yeah. So the first quality is our ability to merge with and absorb the energy of other beings. And that's people, animals, anything with life force, which stems from a very open personal energy field. So as empaths, we come into the planet already um, open, right? It's like our, our superpower is to blend and merge with others, but this is also the quality that causes us to unconsciously take on other people's emotions and problems and to struggle with boundaries, right? So there's always, um, you know, there's the two sides of the coin, right? There's the, there's the gift side and there's the challenge side. Um, the second quality is our highly sensitive nervous system. And so, you know, that might sort of feel like, a, well, duh, nervous systems are supposed to be sensitive. But for empaths, it's like the dial got turned up to 200 uh, percent. And so it makes us very prone to overwhelm and overstimulation. It requires very vigilant self-care um, because we just feel and register everything so strongly. The third quality is the great sensitivity that we have to the energies around us and an ability to perceive or access subtle information stored in those energy fields of of all types of life forms. And so this is the quality that makes it easy for us to tune into the unseen realms, right? The realms of spirit, angels, apparitions, the dead, to read things, if you will, in the energy field of other people, animals, um, making us prone to paranormal experiences or, or, you know, becoming mediums, accessing the Akashic records, being an animal communicator, all of those things fall under this category. And so there's a, there's a wide range of how this can express. The fourth quality is the premium that we place on peace and harmony. And that's in our relationships, our environments, our own energy field, Uh, And so, again, the double-edged sword on this one is if we haven't done our inner work, uh, we will tend to be doormats, right? And and, uh, we will do anything and everything to keep the peace, to keep our relationships and our environment as stress-free and calm and harmonious as possible. And so, you know, once we develop some tools, we learn how to walk in balance with that. The final quality is our big open hearts 
and a desire to serve others. So this can make us inclined towards careers focused on service, but not always. You know, there are empaths hiding out in in more left brain uh, worlds. I was in the military for 10 years, you know, (laughs) so... But, but in general, there's this desire to give, desire to be of service. And if you turn that dial all the way to the, to the unhealthy expression, this is the quality that causes us to overgive, to put ourselves last on the list. And so those five qualities don't necessarily all express in every empath, right? It's a, it's a, a range, a, a spectrum. Um, so like I said, they, these qualities have a wide variety of expression and how they show up in different people. I've had several uh, individuals as of late on the show that have created beautiful card decks, um, angel card decks, uh, chakra card decks, animal speak card decks, those types of things. And many of those talk about being used more so for guidance. Yours in particular are activation cards. Talk about what that means. You know, what are we being activated into? Does someone have to believe this is being activated in them? Um, what does that look and feel like once once a card is chosen and an activation takes place? Yes. So when I sat down to write or paint, um, you know, I, I wrote the cards and I painted the cards. My prayer every time was, let me be a channel. Let me be a conduit so that, you know, through me, it, it's it's almost like there's there's this placement of of dormant codes, and whoever opens their deck and pulls a card and reads the book, activates the precise prescription that is just for them from spirit. Whatever needs to be awoken in them. Um, a reminder of their true nature, a message from their higher self or their future self, a, a bringing online uh, or, or a further activation of their light body, a call to, uh, to operate in the higher frequencies. I mean, you know, humanity is in a cycle of ascension. And another way of saying that is collectively and individually, our personal vibratory frequencies are raising. And so these empath cards are a way to consciously engage those higher frequencies. And in doing so, it's a, it's a two-way communication, right? The opening the deck, pulling a card, gazing at the image, indicates your willingness to engage the frequencies and then the frequencies see that you know feel know that you have um, chosen to engage them and they will engage you back and and I can't tell you how that will show up for each individual that's that was just my prayer that whatever each person needs that they receive Beautiful. Uh, I know we are so outwardly projected. It seems like everything we do, it's always for the purposes of trying to shift the outside. My personal philosophy is that we really do incarnate for the transformation of our internal. And then that mirrors on the outside and impacts Mm -hmm. it in a way to be a barometer. 
you talk about a cosmic mission, and that seems so huge, so completely ginormous, uh, especially to anyone that might be new to a- awakening or uh, empathic sensitivity or energies or any of, of that sort of thing. When working with these activations and the sensitivity to different energies, does it does it start on the outside or on the inside? Where's the focus intended to be first? And uh, does that matter? Can we use the outside to grow the inside? Can we use the inside to grow the outside? How do you see that? Yeah, I see it as both and. I mean, I, I agree with you that, you know, we come here to experience ourselves as creators in the flesh. And so really it is an inside job and the external world is a reflection of our state of mind, state of being, state of energy. But I also believe that, you know, spirit works through the physical world. They use the tools that they have. And so sometimes the the activation, the realization comes from within. You know, we do some deep inner work. We have a profound experience, a healing, a transformation, a vision, a knowingness. And we can also have things that occur externally to set us on a path or to block us. (laughs) You know, if we think we're supposed to turn left and the path is blocked and we turn right, that's, you know, I like to believe that's spirit working in our favor saying, no, no, this is not the direction you want to go. You want to turn here or just things like, billboard signs or license plates or bumper stickers or, you know, things in the external world series of events that give you the the nudge or the validation or the confirmation. So I, so I feel like it's both and, you know, working together, the physical and the metaphysical, the seen and the unseen. That's a, that's a great way to, to phrase it. And so as someone is beginning Let's say there's someone that's at the beginning of their journey and they have started to discover their empathic sensitivity to the energies and the vibrations around them. And they're holding a a certain level of fear around what that means and, and wanting to put up the walls and the barriers and the protections and all of those kinds of things. Tell me what you feel around that aspect of self and life. Uh, and how to work with that, and do the activation cards support them in any way with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I work with people who are at the beginning or you know, the beginning of their awakening or have been on their uh, journey of awakening for what we would consider a short time, a common occurrence is, let me get my words here, we have to, especially in the Western world, we are so left brain dominant. You know, we are so programmed, you know, the way school, the way schooling works, the way information is presented to us, uh, what our culture values. And, and so the realm of spirit and emotion and the psyche and the unseen realms is not linear. <laughs> it is absolutely non-linear. It is multidimensional. It is spatial. And so part of uh, you know what I what I say to encourage people is 
there is no wrong place to start because a lot of people are when they come to work with me well should we do this or should I do that I mean I have this challenge or this issue and I want to learn that and I just say what what is surfacing at the moment because there is no first you do a which leads to B which leads to C in in this work it's it's actually um, makes the things a little bit easier because you don't have you know that we get worried about I got to do it right I got to find the right first step there is no right first step you just begin the healing process because everything is connected and you will as you do your work in one area of your life it can't help but affect these other areas and so in a way I'm going to have you pause I'm going to have you pause right there Stephanie so we can go to commercial break Stephanie Redfeather is the founder and director of Blue Star Temple and we are discussing her brand new cards that she has released they're the empath activation cards where you can discover your cosmic purpose she's also the author of the evolutionary empath she says in the guidebook to the empath activation cards that many of us are way showers the first wave of humans actively choosing to wake up to remember our divine birthright as such we are enacting our cosmic mission we are at once both cause and effect certain celestial movements timings and cycles are exposing earth and all of her inhabitants to more potent electromagnetic energies along with other energetic sources that are bathing us in wake-up juice dormant codes are being activated Junk DNA strands are being turned on. All of these activities of light are initiating us into our light bodies. They serve to expand our consciousness and reveal to us our multidimensional divine nature. We'll be right back after these messages with more of Stephanie Redfeather and um, all of her insight into the activations. You can find out more about her books, courses, meditations, and workshops at bluestartemple.org. That's bluestartemple.org. We'll be right back with Empath Activation Cards. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. 
Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before I get back to Stephanie and the Empath Activation Cards, I want to mention my brand new trilogy is releasing across 2022. The first book, Living the Seven Blessings of Human Experience, is out now, and it is a powerful beginning of this self-realization trilogy. I hope that you'll pick up your copy and I hope that you'll move through it very, very slowly. This, these books are unlike any other books that you will find. They were compared to A Course in Miracles uh, recently on, a, on an interview that I had done as a type of philosophical work that is timeless and will truly deepen individuals into their self-realization. And so I hope that you will partake of them, move slowly, read only a few lines a paragraph or maybe a page daily, and let the soul medicine work within you. The second book in the series, Being the Seven Illusions that Derail Personal Power, Purpose, and Peace, releases on July 28th. So it's the first perfect time to pick up the first one and to get started. You can find these books uh, at my website, imsimran.com, or anywhere books are sold. Set. Secondly, I want to mention that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And they offer 1111 Talk Radio listeners 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash 11 and spell out the word 11. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 11 and spell out the word 11. Life can be overwhelming. And many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. Burnout is one of those situations that often comes on you before you even know it. It's like this rolling wave that creates this sense of exhaustion and can result in Uh, anxiety, depression, all kinds of other emotional issues. And so it's very important that you stay present to balance and the support that you need in order to stay balanced. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. I know a recent listener emailed me and talked about 
her own experience with BetterHelp and how she was so supported. She was running like a hamster on a wheel, trying to burn the candles at both ends while also taking care of her husband, her children, and everything else in her life. And sometimes that outside perspective and individual can help you prioritize and also take a broader look at what's going on in your life and why you feel so driven to do so much. So definitely check them out. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Again, go to betterhelp.com slash 11, spell out the word 11, to get 10% off your first month as an 11.11 Talk Radio listener. My guest today is Stephanie Redfeather, and we are talking about her empath activation cards She is offering a hands-on tool through these to discover and activate the next steps of your cosmic mission. This oracle helps you prepare your light body for the next octave of your soul purpose on Earth, as well as drawing you into higher, wider, and deeper dimensions of consciousness. I chose one of the cards to just read you a little bit, and the one that came out was Embodiment. It's time to more fully inhabit your earth body. Although spiritual practice, meditation, and energy management are important and vital, so don't stop doing them, balance them with somatic experiences, move your body, increase your focus on grounding, find physical ways to process emotions, practice loving your body, engaging in the pleasures of the body, enjoy life with all of your senses, visualize your life force circulating all the way through your chakra system. The word embody means to give something a concrete form, to express, personify, or to exemplify in physical form. Commit to your inner healing work to release blockages so you can once again extend your roots deep into Mother Earth. When you do this, you open up the manifesting channels that flow from the universe through you to the earth plane. You are here to personify creator in the flesh. It is time to fully embody your exquisite divine self and to practice present moment and sensory awareness as you do so. Again, you can find out more about Stephanie. Her book, The Evolutionary Empath, uh, The Empath Activation Cards, and all of her other workshops and coaching by going to bluestartemple.org. That's bluestartemple.org. Welcome back, Stephanie. I'd love to talk a little bit about embodiment. It's... uh, probably unknown to so many individuals how out of body they actually are. And when we have stress and trauma, busyness and distraction, we tend to move even further outside the body. Um, And embodiment is such a critical and crucial part of not only personal growth, but the spiritual growth process to expand vibration and frequency. Can you talk a little bit about what you say to your clients in regard to embodiment and how these cards or allowing this type of practice through the card activations can support that embodiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it is a, I want to first say that it, it is a natural strategy for our psyche to leave our body, right? So in times of acute pain or trauma, 
we, you know, our essence leaves our body to protect us from, um, you know, what, whatever the, the pain or the threat might be. So an extreme example of this, we've heard of people who have a car accident or some kind of bad accident and they haven't died. They might be close, but they're hovering over themselves at the scene of the accident or they're hovering over themselves in the hospital room. So leaving our body is not necessarily bad. What happens, though, is it becomes a, a, a long-term coping mechanism, right? So in childhood, we, we all have something or a couple of things or a series of things that happens over time that is a wounding event, a traumatic event. We learn that the world isn't safe, so we start to pull our roots up. We start to retract our life force up our body and then tend to live in the upper half of our chakra system, or we can be very head focused, very much in our head. We uh, may not, we might be so disembodied that we don't even feel like can't register sensations, or maybe we're clumsy, or we trip a lot, or um, you know, feel very awkward in our bodies. And so, getting back into our bodies serves multiple purposes. One, it's challenging to manifest, to bring anything into form when we are not all the way in our body. There's a manifesting channel that runs from the seventh to the first chakra. That is the direction of bringing something from the unmanifest into the manifest. And that only happens through us, right? We, we are the magical alchemical conduit through which the formless is brought into form. But we have to be inhabiting ourselves to, to fully bring our dreams into form and to fully experience life in a human body. Um, there, there are a lot of esoteric or wisdom teachings that I believe have been misinterpreted to place focus on only transcending the body, right? We've got to leave the body. We've got to become one with spirit, transcend the emotions, transcend the lower desires and those sorts of things. And, and in my experience, what's the point of coming into a human body in the first place if, if all we're going to try to do is leave again, right? It's like there's, there's a reason we chose to come into form, to come into earth school and and be embodied and i feel what's more accurate is we want to bring spirit all the way down through our bodies into matter we don't want to leave our bodies to to transcend and become one with spirit we are here to bring spirit all the way down and anchor it into the physical plane these cards I, I'd love for people to think of the image of a tree, right? So their ascension and higher frequency practices are not just about focusing on the upward direction. We can have peak experiences. We can do things to raise our vibration. And there's all kinds of ways to do that through the activities and incantations and, and reading the cards. But then we have to take that into our body and into our root system. So if you think about a tree, as big as the tree is above ground, the branches and the leaves and the spread of the canopy, that is how big the root system is below. And so embodiment is about remembering as high as you go, 
you have to be able to to anchor as deep in the other direction, if that makes sense. I love that you said that. That is so much my own personal philosophy and actually much of what my my new trilogy also talks about as well. There is a, uh, we have to allow spirit to descend into the body. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Within the guidebook, you have the cards divided up into sections and you have these initiatory paths. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that means, these initiations, and why are they in these four initiatory paths? Yes. Uh, when I was working on this deck, I knew that there was another overlay of purpose that wanted to come in. So you can absolutely use this deck like you would any other deck, pulling a card, doing a spread, etc. But what started happening, this was, I was maybe 80% complete. That's usually the way it works for me. And when I had enough of the images into form, I laid them all out on my bed because they're all, the originals are all on eight by 10 canvas. And again, they started organizing themselves into four different groups. And I realized that what Spirit was asking me to do is, you can use this guidebook as a self-guided initiation into the mysteries of higher consciousness. And so these initiatory paths are these stages, if you will, kind of this launch sequence. If you wanted to work through the cards and the book sequentially. And so as you move through the four initiatory paths, it becomes kind of bigger in perspective, higher in frequency. The the first initiatory path is called healing, holding, and practices for embodiment. So we're starting on the physical plane, the the physical body, uh, kind of the lower dimension, if you want to think of it that way. And then moving in through uh, up to the fourth initiatory path, which is cosmic mission, star relatives, and your power as co-creator with divinity. So you can you can tell there's this progression of the the frequencies and the multidimensionality and the, the bigger picture perspective as you work through these cards in sequence. Another card that I chose in the book had to do with lineage healing. And I know that uh, through the the experience that resulted in in my upcoming trilogy that is so much a part of why so many of us are here at this particular time. And there is such a backlog of emotions that have not been felt through the generations that it almost feels like they are to be experienced and expressed through us to release, uh, release what was dammed up prior to now and perhaps that's also part of the role for many empaths uh, that are here talk a little bit about your own experience and and how critically you see lineage healing to being part of the ascension path Mm -hmm. Uh, this was something that was not even on my scope when my spiritual awakening began and it was through a, a healing that i did with someone who said your grandmother is here and and through this process during that session, I all of a sudden, it it made perfect sense that what I had been feeling, what I was trying to heal, the weight of it, right? Just the vastness, the bigness of it finally made sense because I realized 
I wasn't just healing it for myself. That's why it felt so heavy, if you will, so significant, so large, because I was doing this work for more than just myself. Um, A year ago, a little more than a year ago, I, I had a profound lineage healing piece where I healed uh, eight generations back on my father's side. And it was it was the patrilineal line, fathers, 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 eight generations back. And it's so many of us that are incarnating now are choosing, you know, we're living multiple lifetimes worth of stuff in one lifetime. And so part of what we signed up to do is whatever was unresolved, from an ancestor or from a lineage. Maybe there was a um, a line of abuse or a you know a, a line of lying or or something where it's kind of like the buck stops here. I've chosen as part of my personal healing mission to come into form to heal this pattern, to heal this unresolved issue. Um, Uh, You know, I've been working with a woman who she's uh, finishing homeopathy, taking schooling to to become a homeopath. And and there's generations of women in her family that did similar work. And she knows that they were, you know, if you go far enough back, burned at the stake, ostracized, um, you know, shunned by the church, et cetera, et cetera. And so she's doing this work to heal that lineage. What's also important to to remember is that you're not just healing the lineage backwards in time. When you do this work, it ripples forwards in time as well to to your children, to, you know, your, your cousins down the line. So So it's this massive ripple effect that happens in both directions. Reverend Stephanie Redfeather is a divine feminine change agent and champion of empaths, an award-winning author of a number one international bestseller, The Evolutionary Empath. Her passion is to help fellow sensitive souls break out of energetic jail and fully embrace their soul's evolution and divine expression as co-creators of New Earth Consciousness. As a shamanic minister, workshop facilitator, and prolific creator of spiritual tools, Stephanie has helped thousands to connect with their sacred self and heal their human wounds. You can find out more at bluestartemple.org. That's bluestartemple.org. We'll be right back with more of Stephanie Redfeather right after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. 
courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Stephanie Redfeather, the author of The Evolutionary Empath and creator of Empath Activation Cards. We were just speaking about her card, Lineage Healing, and within the book, she has a message from your ancestors. We love you, we see you, and we are proud of you. And for every way in which we let you down, hurt you, frightened, abandoned, or disappointed you, and left you the broken pieces to pick up, we are profoundly sorry. There are so many opportunities you have that we did not, and we are eternally grateful for every single way that you grow, heal, and transform. You are able to resolve issues for us that we couldn't resolve for ourselves due to the cultural circumstances of the age into which we were born. These social variables included things such as race, gender, finances, or lack thereof, the political climate, educational level, societal beliefs, and plain old fear and ignorance. Our wounds heal as you heal. Our soul comes to peace as you resolve unhealthy, unconcluded ancestral patterns. How brave you are. How much we admire you. Please know, beloved one, that we stand behind you with the ability to support you in ways not possible if we were in body. Such a powerful passage and such an intimate one. I think probably just reading that one section in itself would be so healing for so many individuals as they're moving through some of the challenges in their life because so often our experiences don't necessarily make sense and sometimes feel like they come out of the blue from nowhere. And yet we are part of this greater cosmic tapestry that is the ongoing saga and storyline of life. As I look at your cards, and right now they're all spread out in front of me, there are so many images that are geometric, that that are designed in a certain way, that have certain colors or curves or looks to them 
Talk a little bit about the sacred geometry or in some cases the Egyptian inspired pieces that are in there, the hieroglyphics, the uh, crop circle effects that are on some of them. Talk about why so much symbolism and how that reaches an individual working with the cards on many different levels within themselves, known Mm -hmm. and unknown. Yes, absolutely. I knew when I was getting ready to start painting, uh, I was getting a vision for the images. And what came through was circles and dots, uh, primarily. I, I love circles and dots. And so if you, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but like you're doing, if you flip all the cards over, lay them out, Every single card has some combination of circles and or dots. And what my spirit guides told me was that is what is acting as the transmission vehicle, the the activator, if you will, um, that sort of jumps off of the card. And I was inspired definitely by, by geometry, by crop circles, um, by my personal connection to to Egypt. Uh, and so these images would just come through. And, you know, oftentimes I had a vision or maybe I'm watching a TV show or I'm looking for something on the Internet. And, and it was amazing how the external world supported me as I was actively doing the art because I... When I was ready, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next painting. What do I want to do? Bam, something would show up in my world. I'd be like, oh, okay, yep, that's where I'm headed with that. Um, But one of the things that is, that actually a a good friend of mine, who he's the Daniel Moeller, he's the one who wrote the foreword, said these these images are very archetypal. They're universal in that, They speak to us on a deeper level of the psyche. Um, You know, some of them are abstract, some of them are more formed, but they all contain these sort of archetypal universal symbols and images that really speak to us at at a much deeper level. Well, and I think that that's really very important. We don't often think about the many different levels and layers of ourselves and how certain images or colors will uh, actually talk to the subconscious or Mm -hmm. will impact us emotionally, uh, will touch us in a way uh, intellectually to trigger something. And I think that goes back to the the multidimensional type of healing and activation that takes place as as one moves through these things. Um, With each of the cards, you also offer... Uh, some type of suggestion or uh, work to be done or contemplation that is to take place. And we live in such a distracted society, Stephanie, that I I wonder sometimes when people get card decks, are they just as fast where they're just, just give me a message quick, I need something fast to just get me past this moment? Or are they really taking the time to truly absorb, you know, everything that is available to them through that process. And in the beginning of the guidebook, you talk a bit about ritual. And I'd love for you to speak to, you know, preparing oneself or creating a ritual or not rushing so quickly past these sacred moments where we're really connecting deeply 
with ourselves and becoming the bridge between past and future, between human and divine, and really opening ourselves to these activations or higher frequencies and vibrations in a way that's different than the things we normally do. Because how we do one thing is how we do everything. And if we're pretty Mm -hmm. distracted and busy in the world, it's likely that we're going to be pretty distracted and busy as we conduct our spiritual practice. So I'd love for you to Mm -hmm. share something that helps to slow people down a bit and bring them to more presence. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I and I am guilty uh, of that myself. Uh, if anybody plays with astrology, I have an Aries ascendant, so I'm always, <laughs> you know, it's like let's go right with you know, let's <laughs> and so patience and slowing down um, has has definitely been a practice for me. But I I love ritual and ceremony. Because it does cause you to slow down and become present, present in the moment, present in your body. I also find that uh, ritual, so depending on how and when you're using it, right, what your intention is, you can use ritual to set the space. If you're getting ready to do a card reading for yourself, you can Take a moment to close your eyes, take some deep breaths, light a candle, call in your guides, maybe meditate or sit with a a crystal or stone for a couple of moments. And And what it does is it harmonizes the energy field and creates an opening. Because what I've found is when we're moving so quickly, it is more challenging for us to hear ourselves to to hear the small still voice to receive the messages of spirit because I find they are often very subtle and when we can still ourselves and and be calm quiet peaceful present it's it's almost like you know if you know I refer back to my my military experience but it's almost like spirit is the jump master in a plane of, you know, army rangers. And it's like, okay, she's open. She's still, she's quiet. Download epiphanies now, 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 you know, and it's like, you see them jumping out of the plane. So it's almost like when you, when you can have that moment of stillness, all of these things that have been waiting for you, right? It's almost like, okay, I'm, I need an answer. I need a message. We'll just sit still for a second. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the messages are there waiting to find you. And, and ritual is also, ceremony and ritual are so powerful because they help enact in the physical realm what's happening in the in the energetic and emotional realms where we can't see or touch or feel. And so I, I love ritual and ceremony for, for many reasons. I love that. We very much are that bridge between human and divine. And so much of this human experience does have to do with our emotions. First, letting ourselves feel them to the full gamut and then discovering how to master them so that we don't allow them to rule us. I would imagine with an empath, especially being one, I know that um, it's important to truly feel our emotions. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to have you share the distinction between using these cards as an activation, as a way of uh, guidance, as a way of deepening into knowing self and expanding self, and yet not separate from 
feeling, to not use them as an escape tool, because I think that oftentimes we can use a lot of our spiritual tools as a way to escape Mm -hmm. the things that we need to be with. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and it goes back to our conversation about embodiment, right? You know, the, the, the lower chakras especially hold the heavier, denser energies, the things that are unresolved, the wounds, the emotions we haven't expressed. And so just focusing on the spiritual, you know, the, the feel-good part of it, yes, there is benefit to that. But like you said, it can be used as a distraction, as a way to avoid the heavier, denser work of doing our, our inner healing. And so I had to learn very early on that um, what we don't acknowledge, what we deny and repress doesn't go away. It just goes into the shadow, right? It goes into the vault, um, uh, there's a woman I'm trying to think of, I can't think of her name, uh, but she she talks about how shadow is like you're in a pool trying to keep a bunch of beach balls under the water and how much effort it takes. And as soon as you lose focus, a beach ball goes flying up into the air and we're like, oh no! And we yes, shut it back yes. down. The late um, Debbie Ford. Thank you. Oh, yes. Right on the tip of my tongue. Yes, Debbie Ford. And so, you know, our emotions don't go away. What happens is they're constantly and always seeking expression. And if we don't consciously, with intention, invite them to express, they're still going to express, but now they're going to come out sideways as inappropriate behavior at inappropriate times or or overwhelm us or sabotage us. And so... It takes courage to sit with the the pain and emotion. And and this isn't about just sitting and having a pity party and, and being stuck and wallowing. But, you know, one of my teachers says if it's on its way up, it's on its way out. Mm, that's beautiful. I'm going to close out the show with uh, card number 26, Heroes Gamos. Beloved child of the cosmos, you are the marriage between the divine and the human, between the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine, between heaven and earth, the above and the below. You are a holy monad, a distinctive point in space-time, where the unification of opposites merge in the highest frequency of Heros Gamos. Heros Gamos is a Greek term referring to the sacred marriage that plays out between a god and goddess. Throughout history, this consummation has been acted out in symbolic ritual, wherein human participants represent the deities honoring the union of masculine and feminine principles. The memory of this divine coupling is coded into your light body, dear star child. In ascended times, humans knew themselves as the sacred union of the highest masculine and feminine energies, whole and complete unto themselves. They were never parted from the divine source, nor their beloved counterpart, as they carried this blueprint from their quantum field. This is from Empath Activation Cards. Get your copy. Also order the Evolutionary Empath and connect with Stephanie Redfeather at bluestartemple.org. Thank you, Stephanie, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. 
Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.